0: tas <laughs> tas sports team is the IT band of the moment. If we haven't heard them here in the States, we surely will in very short order. Their new album just hit number one in England. It came out June 5th and it is called Deep Down Happy and we were joined today by frontman Alex Rice to talk about the band's beginnings, the band's journey to this number one album and how it, all, how it all came about. A really great conversation, the band formed in 2016 while they were studying in Cambridge, and the past two years, they've gone from playing, you know, tiny pop stages to signing a major deal, and now they're filling out big, big venues, of course, before corona kind of uh, unplugged the whole situation for everyone. But this is, this is our critically acclaimed band, you know, all sorts of British magazines are hailing them the saviors of rock, and I don't disagree. They are absolutely fantastic, they have a unique sound, and I think you guys will get a great, great kick out of them. Uh, so we hope you enjoy the interview with sports team, with the frontman, Alex. And while I have you here, guys, thank you so much for su- subscribing to our podcast. Please don't forget to give us five stars, and if you have any questions. Um, you know, contact us on Instagram, J Rod Concerts Podcast, or Jamie at J Thank you, guys.
1: Good. How are you doing, man? Yeah, very well. We Just found out we're number 1 in the midweek charts, which is No good. way.
0: Oh, that's outstanding. Guys, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. That's awesome. So th- Cheers. Cheers, dude. I have a tea, but you know what? I'll I'll tea for you, man. That- <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. So wow. What 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 a past uh, what a past week for you guys, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been incredible just with everything that's going on. I mean, sort of the whole COVID thing, pushing and moving our album, sort of bit, going to the Black Lives Matter protests in London this week,
0: which is yeah, unbelievably powerful. And now this album is very mixed emotions. Jesus Christ, so much, man. What a year. So, 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 let's start there. I obviously want to get to your outstanding new album, Deep Down Happy, but mm. you know, let me go, let me go a little bit. Uh, Backwards and ask you first about current event, Alex, because you briefly mentioned on it, and I think that um, I think that you know this week we've it's responsible to ask you know about the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests. What's your What's your take on all this? Let's start there.
1: I, I mean, we we feel sort of just an, an enormous. We I think like everyone else, we saw the images in the US and we're just kind of like viscerally appalled by it, just sort of kind of like sickened by seeing the images. And I think that sort of you see the protests in the US, and you want to do something um, out of solidarity in the UK, which is why we've gone on the marches here. But then I think as you sort of like try to educate each other, and you try to read more, you realise the extent to which it's, it's sort of such a unique history of racism in the UK, at least, and sort of the history yeah. of everything, which has got its own sort of like, its own quirks, its own problems. So last night in Bristol, they tore down a statue of a. Of a a slave trader and threw it in the docks and which has been there for ages and i i think when we went on the marches in london it was because we're in we live in quite a black neighborhood i think traditionally black at least Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the the march came past our house and people were coming out of the balconies and sort of joining it from their houses and things they went all the way to brixton i think for us it just felt like such a sort of incredible powerful moment it made us think was it just what can we do and how can we use our platform to help this in any way possible? Cause we're, we're not perfect. Like we're flawed characters, the six of us. And it just, the mood <laughs> seems to have been at least kind of like educate each other and try and be better. Um, and not about condemning people that want to do the right thing, but just trying to help each other towards something that feels better than yesterday.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely dude. Absolutely. Well said. And thank you for sharing that. Okay. Now that we got the serious stuff out of the way, Let me talk about, uh, you know, first of all, 2020, what a, what a, I mean, we curse, we curse here on this podcast and this show. What a fucked up year, right? How has 2020 been for you, Alex, like, uh, and for you and for the, um, for the band?
1: Well, it's, it's been amazing. So we finished recording and then (laughs) it's been a sort of incredible sort of change of mindset because we were supposed to be out, uh, out of you guys in Mexico City for a week and things like that, which was probably the thing we were most excited about all year. Yeah have that sort of that very quick mindset change where you suddenly go from that to kind of being locked down at home not even be able to like go out for a drink or something like that. Sure. (laughs) I think very very strange for us so it's but I think we've used it well it's been about moving towards kind of like trying to think about album two already and sort of getting Mm -hmm. studio demoing that and just pushing
0: forward and yeah. That's good, man. That's good, dude. And um, yeah, man, And you guys strike me like such a restless band. You have so much energy live, Alex, especially you, dude. You're like a, you're like a firecracker on stage. I, I, I imagine it must have been hard since like, March to kind of be like, shackled a little bit.
1: I think so. And, like, obviously, there
0: are, there are kind of worse
1: things in the world than not playing live. But I think for us, suddenly not doing it, having come from a place of playing like, like 130 live shows in a year, is that you realise how much you get out of it, and you realise how yeah. sort of, part of it is for you as a person. Like, so you get so much of yourself and your anxiety, and sort of uh, like your energy, as you say, just out when you go on stage. And that's it's trying to find somewhere to sort of put that restlessness when you're when you're sort of trapped at home. I mean, I'm I'm not someone who loves kind of being in a studio or like tinkering with music. That's like that's no way my favourite thing to do. We're all in a band because we want to go out and play live and be a rock band and go around the world with our mates.
0: Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. So, so, so let's uh, work backwards a little bit, Alex. I want to ask you a little bit about your childhood because, um, you know, there's a tons of stories about Cambridge and all that, but did you grow up in a musical family? Like what were your like first like musical DNA? Where did this come from?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I, we always went to game my childhood. Lisa, I know my mum was in a band where my mom lived. Um, so sort of, I've, I've got like, this is cropped on her 12 string
0: guitar actually. At the oh, no way. That's cool. Okay
1: was in a band. She always always tells a story about having gone on a talent show Oh yeah, first time they'd ever been given in ears or something like that. So they so it never panned out. But I think my mum, at least, has always j- just loved music and you, sort of that sense that you do music for, for the love of it, not for any success or to try and get anywhere. And I I definitely never in my life thought I would be in a band. though was someone who sort of enjoyed music for just like the pleasure of it and um, it's something I'd do if no one knew I was doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. And how, how did you guys meet? In, was it in Cambridge? Did someone put a note on, you know, King's College Chapel? Like, how, how did you guys meet? So I, I think we were always just kind of like music obsessives
1: and like there aren't there aren't many people who like the sort of music we do. We're the kind of kids that would sit in our rooms and listen to like pavement B-sides and but that had all these kind of yeah. formative Experiences as kids when we were like 14 years old and it'd be the first time you got to London and you'd be at a gig and it'd be the first time you managed to get a drink at the bar and see bands like woo life and Egyptian hip hop and that sort of sense of excitement that this is going to be the biggest thing in the world and of course course, (laughs) like these bands like no one knows who they are anymore but in the time you got yourself worked into this frenzy about it being this incredible scene and that, that was all you wanted to be part of so I think I always at least saw the kind of like people on stage and felt a bit jealous of that. I think probably more yeah. from just sort of like an attention seeking perspective than anything else than being like,
0: oh, I'd love to make music like that. Like, I just yeah. wanted to be on stage. That's a good filter. I think to just make music friends. Like, do you like Egyptian hip hop? No. All right. I, I mean, <laughs> we, just, we just can't be, I don't care that you have the qualities, you know, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> um okay great so you know you've you've like you've skyrocketed pretty fast into where you are right now number one album that's awesome man um does that come like are you like you you told me you're thinking about album number two there's a saying in the industry i'm sure you've heard it that like you have your whole life to make your first album and a couple years to make your second i guess uh do you do sense a little bit of like oh, oh shit like now we have like something to live up to a little bit of pressure
1: Definitely. I, I, th- I think we recognize how sort of fickle the whole industry is. I mean, it's if yeah. you kind of go away and don't release music for six months, no one's going to sit there waiting for your next album, however big the, the first one's got or how well it's done. So I think we're kind of conscious that so you have to like really strive and really like want the success that you get at this stage, like because it doesn't come easy. And mm. it's not like, I mean, as I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, being number one in the midweek charts, you'd be a rich man. But <laughs> at the moment, it's <laughs> Us sitting around, like if you play live enough, you can just about make enough money to sort of rent a house with your bandmates and yeah. kind of get by a wage. So I, I think the success at least will never sort of change our lives at the moment. So I think we're always going to be a group of six people that live together in the same house, that kind of make fun of each other and like keep each other pretty grounded about the whole thing. So That's I, think cool. I think the sort of mode of writing we have as well is very sort of live centred. Like all the songs uh, we could sort of talk forever about, like with the sort of deeper meaning there is. Sort of a lot of social commentary in there about kind of what modern Britain, where it is at the moment.
0: Yeah.
1: But more than anything, it's just kind of like a rock album. It's just meant to be played live, and that's how we. Were, it's always kind of getting off a ferry at four in the morning and managing to squeeze in like one quick day in the studio, and then straight back off for another tour date where you could kind of like test the stuff you've done on stage. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. These Shows again, which is more about rather than kind of structure and thoughtfulness, it, it's about kind of like the visceral, like just compelling and powerful nature of songs, which you never really lose as long as you've got that energy
0: and that desire to do something. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Your passion just comes through. It's really fascinating. But I, I, do, I do want to talk to you a little bit about um, what you said about keeping it real. Is it true that you guys had a WhatsApp group uh, with your fan group, right? Do you, still, do you still have that group? No, it's impossible.
1: Yeah, no- yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, they've all got, I think that's pretty one of the things about our band. Like, we are genuinely incredibly close to Know them, and they've got our numbers, and they come out of our house. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome, mate. Started off just like the first time when we were going to gigs, we, like, we were always so appreciative when we used to go to shows. Bands would just like stick around at the end and chat to you a bit, and you'd meet yeah. them. Oh, incredible, best day of my life. So I think it started off our first shows, we would always consciously try and do that.
0: And i then can't you end- imagine that chat I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt i can't imagine like just with this quarantine i have one with my family and they're driving me nuts can't imagine like them arguing about the best version of kutcher life oh it's in sheffield in this i can't even imagine man <laughs> it's been nuts.
1: exactly but and, it, and i think people might might look at it and think like oh like what like a brilliant marketing boy because like, a lot of bands do that and would want to kind of build that sense of community but I think it's so nice how, kind of, completely independent of us, it all seems to operate. I mean, they do, we don't really post in it. or use this WhatsApp group or the community yeah. forum. It's completely sustained by them, and they make their own artwork and they make memes, like thousands of memes. Um, and but they know they can get in touch with us. They ever need guest list, or they, have a, they even like somewhere to stay, or like they're in a bit of trouble or need advice or something. So I've, I think it, it feels nice, and I think there's so few sort of senses of community in the world yeah. at the moment. In Britain, at least, you've lost a lot of the sort of more traditional things that you might have provided a sense of community for you and live music still has that. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure, Alex. No, and I, and I do want to get to deep down happy in a minute and your songwriting, but how, okay. You've been so busy. You're such a busy guy, man. You're doing all these things. You're like pushing out new music, recording new stuff. You also have your own label, home front, which is, you know, and you found some really good stuff in there. You know, like you, you found the Dutch group personal trainer, it's a really good twelve-piece band. While disco, ugly, dude. Like I gotta ask you, man. Like how do you how do you balance all these things, man? Like do you do you secretly live? Don't sleep. Like what's what, what's the tip here? How do you do it, man? Well, we definitely don't sleep much. But for um, us, <laughs> I was always about. As not know,
1: I'm quite I I, I, I spin, but I get in trouble for it sometimes. I speak about bands I like, but also bands I don't like. And I think we wanted to kind of, basically, like put our money where our mouth was in a way, and say, that, all right, like, if we're gonna kind of go out and be a bit gobby and say these things, then we should be prepared to kind of release bands that we think are brilliant and say to the world yeah. like incredible music. And I think when you go around the world as well, um, you do see amazing new bands like that you would never usually be exposed to, and kind of scene you're a part of wouldn't be exposed to. So, personal trainer, we were staying with our mates Pit Blom, yeah. In, uh, them. We were just sort of staying there to see them, I think. They took us to a party at their rehearsal studio and personal trainer were playing. And I think we all turned around and we said, like, This is unbelievable. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, we've got to get them kind of in the UK. Like, it will do so well like, if they get any form of a profile. And they're just an amazing live band. So that's what it's always been for us. And it's, I think at the end of the day, it's not that hard to release them to get a record pressed, you know? Like when you've got, I think we're quite lucky in the sense that we've got contacts in the music industry now. So there are ways we can actually help quite mm-hmm. easily, like send their song to radio. And we can kind of tell people in the press uh, about this band and they'll hopefully listen to us now. So we do, can actually do have the power to give them a profile.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's great. I mean, it definitely sounds complex, but that's awesome. That's great that you're, that you're helping in that way, Alex. So new album. Deep Down Happy, it just came out last Friday, and you just heard the man himself, number one on the midweek charts. Fantastic album! It actually gets better. I've heard it like five times now. Better every repeat. It's layered. It's phenomenal. Cynicism, dash of sarcasm, but also like power and happiness. You know, that's the, uh, I do. That's the base, and that's what I, I like. Um, you did this album, of course, with Australian Canadian producer uh, Burke Reed, who, who worked a little bit with Courtney Barnett. Um, just wondering, what did he bring to the table to like mesh it all together?
1: Um, I think it was that kind of it was sort of a coherence to the sound because he's like a real guitar guy and I think because when you're writing stuff it's quite sort of um, easy to want to sort of experiment like try new sounds and try stuff that sounds like cool out here and there but yeah. I think at the end of the album it sort of feels like it, it sounds like us and it feels sounds like we've got a sound but also he's he hasn't done the thing which I think could be the temptation to kind of smooth everything out because mm. I think there's always this sort of kind of like the appeal of a band for me is that it's a dynamic between six people and you hear the kind of fights in it and you hear like the love between people in the record and it's not perfect and it's scrappy in parts and you hear like little bits of harmonica out of tune and things and the fact that he was kind of he also got like that amateurishness was part of the charm as well i think and so a lot of it's done like he would always make us do sort of one take was what he was big on he'd never Sort of the studio tricks. Like I was always desperate for him to just auto tune my vocal. And he would just <laughs> hear it. He was like, so he'd make
0: you sit there and get it. So it has this sort of live feel to it. So yeah. I think mean, yeah, it's incredible. That's interesting because it does come across. That's great. And, you know, your songs, Alex, and your songwriting is quite beautiful, uh, sometimes in their simplicity. And I know you've talked ad nauseum about this a little bit, but, like, one of your first songs, Stanton, about the fire warden at Cambridge, um, just how seriously he took his job, just mundane little things, or Margate, about the, the seaside town uh, in England. Um, tell us about the songwriting process for, th- for songs like this, how you just distill something so simple and make, like, a universe out of it, if you will.
1: So I should say, but it's it's mainly Rob in the band who writes a lot of the songs. The, uh, he'll, he'll come sort of like the bones of something I'd say. And then we work it up live. But I think we've all like got this sort of fascination with kind of doing social commentary, but doing it through characters and doing it in this sort of sardonic way. So yeah, you ever want to patronize people is the key. So I think if you really listen to it, you sort of hear our point of view on things, but it's not sort of shoved down your throat, like it might be on another record. So I think that's, it comes from just this point of fascination, I think, with yeah. um, kind of just like the foibles of British culture and these kind of absurd characters that you encounter so often. I mean, I don't think we come from this place of sort of recognising how much a part of that system we are personally, but also recognising the sort of absurdity of everything that goes around it. And, and I think it's that kind of just bizarreness that we always try to
0: capture. Yeah, and you capture it well, and even in your videos you do, right? Like, in Here It Comes Again, great video. There's even a little uh, petting of a goat, uh, reminiscent of uh, the Beach Boys pet sound. Uh, yes. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Was that on purpose? Just out of curiosity, or <laughs> coincidence? it's genius.
1: Was, Most of it is. I think we always love like, records like the pavement ones and stuff, where there's so many yeah. layers to delve into, like, you can be an obsessive. And it goes inside like, the artwork, and the kind of like, little cryptic notes we put in things, and the way you speak to bands and the way you announce things, and it lends itself to being an obsessive old band, I think.
0: Epic, epic, Alex. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about, I think, my favorite song, "Stations of the Cross." Um, cracker of a song, man. Uh, it must not have been easy to write, you know, about about religion, if you will. Uh, how do it's a, but it's a great it's a great closer. I'm I'm just curious, like how did, how did you guys find that right balance, you know, to do it.
1: I, I think someone someone said it sounds a bit like kind of Bowie and things like that. And I think it's definitely got a bit of that in it. It definitely feels the most like dancing, and rhythmic and has that kind of driving beat behind it. But I think where the sort of religious element comes in was like you do, I think the longer you're involved in this, in this game, the more you sort of start to do kind of self assessment and wonder like who you are and wonder about your own place in the world. So it is, it's kind of that like it's a sort of like a looking back at the last few years a bit like kind of almost like a comic book story like full of imagery uh, but also sort of with all these like overtold stories you must have been in like groups of mates where someone tells the same story over and over again so it's that kind of overwrought emotion but sort of just like the sense of the sense of terror at how you're living i think there's, there's a phrase here i don't know, at least about like protestant guilt that some <laughs> people feel. And I think there's a lot of that in us. Is like, are we doing enough? Like, uh, is this kind of routine we have built enough? Like, do we want more? Because we always have this sort of sense of yearning. And there probably is a sort of slightly religious element to a lot of that. Um, So it is. It's that sort of, it's that searching and like grasping
0: nature of it we really wanted to put in. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. A couple more questions and I'll let you go. You've been so generous with your time. This has been great. (laughs) Appreciate it, man. Um, so, yeah, so you're midweek number one. I'm just curious, you know, the British music press is famous for, you know, for hyperbole. The biggest band in the world, you know, they're bringing punk back. Indie pop, you know. Are, are you ready to carry that mantle or have they met? I think they've met, they've met their match <laughs> with you guys.
1: Yeah. I, th- I mean, sad, sadly, they don't tend to say that about us too much. I think they might have finally shaken that off. I mean, I'd love it if they did say we we're going to say punk or whatever it is. But I don't know, I, I think like there's, there's always this sense that it's about not being complacent because like guitar music especially and alternative music in the UK is in a really good place. I and mean, we look at bands like Fontaine's DC and Shame and Sorry and Working Men's Club and stuff. And the music's brilliant. And it's all centered on these kind of live shows that have this huge sort of sense of community around them and are these important events and they're a party. Um, yeah. So it's building on that. I think for us, it's saying, I mean, we sort of look back and we sit like we joke about it quite a lot, but like Oasis at Nebworth or something like that, where mm-hmm. kind of community extends not just be with your smaller group of fans, but out towards like a whole nation and globally. <laughs> and I think that's like that's what we see, and that's when it gets amazing when everyone has these this shared experience. Because there are again very few sources of genuinely
0: shared experience in the world right. like Right, like I, when, the, when the whole Britain starts singing Champagne Supernova at like a World Cup, like on the streets, something yeah, like that, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. So I think when we're kind of ambitious about it, and when we say, like, and we, it's, go, it's going great, and like we couldn't be happier with how it's going at the moment, but we always do want more because we think it gets better the more you get. Um, so I, I'm never a fan of sort of guitar music, especially like patting itself on the back and everyone like congratulating each other and be like, it's back, like, here we go. <laughs> it 's got a long way to go still, I think,
0: yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, uh, yeah, yeah, I think here in America lately i've been um there's been that discussion about is rock dying or what 's happening to rock and roll a little bit, and you know there's some interesting things happening, I think a lot of people think that country actually has a lot of rock coming out of it, the newer country, like like jason isbel or, or or that kind of stuff, but yeah, I hear you, man, I think it 's coming back, um Am I wanted like to, to ask uh, you
1: mm-hmm. go ahead. On that. I think people, like, we speak to our fans at least, and they're sort yeah. of at least a lot less concerned by genre. Like, they're, like people who are pop music fans now seem very happy to go and listen to, like, a, a punk band mm. or rock band and like that, which I think is a bit different. Like, people don't tether themselves to a genre in the same way anymore, which
0: is great. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Alex, you seem like you have such great musical taste. So I'm just curious if you can tell us what, what are you playing? What are, what, are, what are some musical jewels that you are... Uh that you're listening to that you want to share with the world what's what's on your playlist nowadays and i think the new fiona
1: apple album
0: is brilliant yes
1: yes. just the way she sort of throws her voice around is phenomenal amazing like how it breaks and kind of the vulnerability of it Mm -hmm. but still being this really powerful album i mean we listen to a lot of like a lot of old rock and stuff like we have started getting really into richard hell recently like blank generation songs like that um so so much i listened to the other day even that kind of like run the jewels album and it's not yeah. a band I've been before but i heard killer mike's speech and i was like oh, i gotta give this a listen it's yeah. almost like an apple album it's got this kind of this sense of anger and sort of and shock and being appalled at the state of the situation but also this sort of optimism that comes with it and say okay there is a way this gets better and bringing people together does mean you can
0: make a better world yeah they're very good, and like you guys, they're like a live band. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're, you guys, obviously, the album's great, but like live is where you get the full experience. They're a little bit like that as well. Oh, man, Alex, you've been so generous with your time, dude. This has been so oh, fun. It fun. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, man. How are you going to celebrate today? Just
1: I don't know. It's hard. We're all, everyone's on the roof at the moment, so I think we can get quite drunk up there and then see where it
0: goes. Sounds safe by me. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Take care, my brother.
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Bye, man.